Well, David, today is the day that everyone has been clamoring for because today we are rolling out the red carpet for the fourth annual Bolty Awards. <laughs> You are Locked On Chargers, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Chargers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up and welcome into the Locked On Chargers podcast. I'm your host, Daniel Wade, joined as always by my co-host, David Drogemeyer, and we've been covering the Chargers for over five seasons, doing our own Facebook Live show to start Chargers Domination Live. And now this is our fourth season as a host of the Lockdown Chargers podcast, bringing you your team every day. Well, thank you guys for making us your first listen, and I promise you won't regret it because today are the fourth annual Bolty Awards. We give out our end-of-season awards for the Chargers and their 2021 season. But if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the new Lockdown Chargers YouTube channel, and also make sure to follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcasts from. But... Let me start by saying this. Yes, we know it's a very dumb name for awards. And it's something that we kind of did as a joke a few years ago. And it kind of just now we're stuck with it. And there's really no good things to really say. It's part about of it. my identity now. Yeah, now we just have to roll with the punches. But we do have some great awards to hand out. There are some obvious ones. We definitely had to get into the MVP Offensive Player of the Year, of course, even though they're not both Justin Herbert. So there's a reason to listen there. And then we'll also get into the Defensive Player of the Year. Is it going to be Derwin James? or Joey Bosa, because both have a case for sure, and also get into the most surprising player this year and the biggest disappointment before wrapping the show up by giving out a big award to the new or best free agent of the year and the best rookie of the year. I'm guessing you guys can probably guess both of those ones, but then we have some fun ones at the end of the show. We'll get into which charger we'd rather, you know, most like to have by our side if we got into a bar fight, and also which one would fit in most on a reality TV show, because I think most people's significant others probably drag them into some reality shows. And the Chargers definitely have some characters that would fit right into a lot of those shows. But, David, there's only one place to start here, and that is with the MVP of the season. And this is obvious. I didn't even know if we were going to talk about it, but just another chance to talk about this dude who obviously deserved it and, you know, unanimously this year wins the 2021 Bolty Award for MVP, Justin Herbert wins the award and i mean what can you say about this dude david there's no person player more important to this team than justin herbert with the leap that he took you know unquestioned leader now i think at this point with the guys following him i mean this is a guy who continues to impress year over year and you just now you're just sad that you don't get to see that progression continue after where he left off in that last game you know making literally every throw and every fourth down that he wanted to it was just absolutely nuts and he is the absolute MVP of the Chargers in 2021. No question about it. There's no one more fitting of this award than Justin Herbert. In year two, he eclipses 5,000 passing yards, which is the most in Chargers history in the second year of his career. Also throws for the most passing touchdowns in Chargers history, passing Phillip Rivers. Um, he would finish with 38. He was incredible. He was great under pressure. He was great on the run. He made some just unbelievable throws in such tight windows, throws that would were confounding people all over the world with his just unbelievable confidence and ability to, to just fit that football into the craziest of places, and it all seemed to work out. And then, of course, towards the end of the year, you just saw the clutch factor and that I am not going to lose Gene, that just fierce 
competitor. He was never the type of guy that was going to talk the talk, but he damn sure went out there and walked the walk. There's no question that Justin Herbert is the MVP for the Chargers this year. Yeah, we saw him have some incredibly clutch moments, and he did as a rookie as well, but a lot of them, they ended up on the short end of the stick his rookie season. They won the last four games of the year that season, right? That, I think, instilled some confidence in him, and this year there was a ton of clutch moments and fourth-quarter comebacks in game-winning drives that he had, but, I mean, most ever passing touchdowns through two years, most ever completions by any quarterback in the NFL through two years, most passing yards, you know, pretty much every stat you could look at. He's leading every quarterback in NFL history. I mean, 69 touchdowns in his first two years is ridiculous. Lowest turnover-worthy player. Yeah. If you're, you're, I mean, just look at the names he's surrounded by. But lowest turnover-worthy play rate, according to PFF, most throws dropped by his pass catchers. Wasn't getting a lot of help in that regard, right? And then third in QBR in the NFL behind Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. And like, I mean, none of those, you know, QBR, pass rate, none of those are perfect, right? But Usually, if you look at the players that are surrounding someone on that list, that gives you a pretty good idea of that indicating being a very, very good quarterback. But I don't think he was the offensive player of the year because I think this player definitely earned it, David, with you know just being such a jack of all trades and someone who definitely deserves an award during this award season, even though he didn't get a Pro Bowl nod in 2021. But the offensive bolty of the year, player of the year, Goes to Austin Eckler, who, you know, what can you say about this guy, David? Just 20 touchdowns this year. That's nuts. A career-high 206 carries, 911 rushing yards. I mean, almost, you know, got near 1,000 this year. 12 rushing touchdowns. That's pretty much as much as every year he had in his career combined. He had more than that this season on the ground and you you know combine that obviously with what he did as a pass catcher 70 catches 647 yards another eight touchdowns what didn't this dude do in 2021 he shook the moniker of him just being a pass catching running back he unveiled to the world that he is an all-around running back a guy who can do anything that you ask him to do you need him to sit in there and pass block he's going to stone linebackers that are trying to come after justin herbert if you need him to go out in the flat and and catch a pass, or you need to even send him on a route and and have him catch a crazy pass like he did against the Dallas Cowboys where he got absolutely walloped after he made an incredible catch next to his ear. Uh, I mean, the dude did, did everything this year. He carried the ball way more than he ever had in his, in, in his short NFL career, and he excelled. 4.4 yards per carry there. All of his 20 touchdowns came in the red zone. Can you believe that? That's absolutely incredible. Um, You're just such a weapon, so dangerous. Opposing defenses knew that they had to game plan for Austin Eckler, and they still didn't do a very good job because Austin Eckler had the best year of his career. Looking back on that contract now, Daniel, you never like to pay running backs big money, but this one certainly looks like a bargain now. Oh, yeah. And I mean, we were hugely in favor of it when it happened, right? Even knowing the stigma of paying running backs. Mm-hmm. I mean, to have him at his contract, right? I mean, as opposed to Melvin Gordon at 10 to 12 million a year, a no brainer. But I do think this dude just continually is kind of the underdog and carries that mentality with him. And one of the things that always surprised me is just how physical a runner he is. Yeah. He breaks so many tackles. He gets extra yards on almost every carry that he's not just getting blown up in the backfield, right? Like, that's the only time you ever see that dude go backwards if he doesn't have a head of steam. Because if he hits the line moving, like he's going to fall forward and is incredibly 
good at being that short yardage back for a guy who's not a short yardage back, even though, yeah. you know, the Chargers could definitely use some help in that department. Austin Eckler did more than enough, and 20 touchdowns just simply isn't getting talked about enough in the NFL. I mean, it's barely ever been done. It's been done one season in Chargers history by LaDainian Tomlinson in his record-setting season. And the only other guys who have had, you know, as many rushing and receiving touchdowns in the same season as him, Marshall Falk twice, right, and one time with Jamal Charles. So that that's pretty elite company, and, like, I just still think this dude doesn't get enough recognition. But the two most recognized Chargers defenders are Joey Bosa and Derwin James, and I think maybe the toughest award to hand down on this list was the Defensive Player of the Year award, and me and David have different players winning that for the Chargers in 2021. So we'll see who can make the best argument for that. But first, I need to tell you guys about my favorite protein bar in the world. And of course, I'm talking about Built Bar. It's the New Year's. That means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your game plan as you guys tackle that in 2022. Because that's one of the great things about Built Bar is like you truly feel like you're having a cheat meal. You feel, you know, you feel like you're cheating on your diet while actually having something that's loaded with fiber, loaded with protein while being low on sugar and low on carbs. And you can actually have something that tastes great. You're not going to get that waxy, chalky protein bar taste. I know you guys all know the exact kind of protein bars I'm talking about. You never get that with Bill Bar. They're all 100% covered in chocolate, white, and you know milk chocolate. You can go both ways. I'm a white chocolate guy. But it's not just that. I mean, you get the great flavor. It's not going to taste like a chemical spill. While you also get all the flavors to choose from, like the peanut butter brownie, cookies and cream, my favorite. Mint brownie, super popular as well. Not a big mint guy, but... Mint brownie has made me reconsider that because it is a solid flavor and I've come around on that one. But you could also go salted caramel. You go cherry barcia. You go so many different flavors to choose from. Coconut as well. And right now we can even save you guys some money if you guys want to get that built box or the mixed box of built bars. You guys can try all of the flavors and save 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15. If you go to built.com, you can save 15% off with the promo code LOCKED15. All right, David. Well, now it's time to get into some more awards. The 2021 Bolte Awards, fourth annual, the dumbest name of any award show in all of football. And we get to claim that it's title. It's dumb, but it's ours. Back off, you know, to all the haters out there. But this is a fun time to do something like this. And we haven't got to do it on the 2021 season yet. And there's definitely some guys who really, really earned their awards, right? And this one was tough. It's the Defensive Player of the Year Award for the Chargers. Maybe 2018 it was really tough, David, because, I mean, Derwin James played the whole season. I think it was probably him. Joey Bosa missed some games that year. So I think it was that even that season was probably an easier decision than this one where you have both of the guys playing almost in every game in 2021. They do such different things, but they do them so well, David. So who is your 2021 Bolte Award going to for Defensive Player of the Year? Yeah, obviously this one is extremely difficult because these two players are not only two of the best defenders on the Chargers, they're two of the best defenders in the NFL. Mm -hmm. But for me and for just the quality of the impact of what he does and the amount of impact plays he has provided this season, my Defensive Player of the Year award goes to Joey Bosa. Ten and a half sacks this year, 68 pressures, and – Seven of those 10 and a half sacks were strip sacks. He led the NFL with seven strip sacks. He came into the year with a concentrated focus on not only getting to the quarterback, but getting the ball out of the quarterback's hands. 
and he did that consistently. He also was tied for second on the Chargers with 31 run stops as well. And, you know, you know how much Derwin James was around the box. Um, and, you know, you just know the motor that Joey Bosa produces on a down-in and down-out basis. He never, ever stops. And also just some landmark, uh, you know, things that he achieved this year, his fourth season out of the six years he's been in the league of 10-plus sacks, he has 58 sacks in his career, and he passed Melvin Ingram for third in Chargers history um, in most sacks. Uh, he still has a long way to go to get to Leslie O'Neill, who has over 100, but he is well on his way, and he has a lot of years to be able to get there. I think before it's all said and done, Joey Bosa will be number one on that list. I mean, I think he gets to 100. I don't know if he catches Leslie O'Neal. That's, I mean, it's going to take a pretty crazy, you know, like sack per game percentage. I think if he stays healthy, that's obviously always the biggest thing. Sure. And I agree with that. Like, I, it's not even that I disagree with him being the defensive player of the year, but I do think there is an argument for Derwin James, who came back oh, this sure. year. And it was like he never skipped a beat, right? I mean, 118 tackles as a safety, three sacks, three forced fumbles, two interceptions, five pass breakups, six run steps, Seven tackles for loss. I mean, that's what you call filling up the box door, right? Like, yeah. the guy just did so much, and he's so versatile. And I think that's part of the argument for him. I mean, he had 41 snaps on the line of scrimmage, 361 snaps in the box, 326 snaps at free safety, and nine snaps at corner. So the dude's literally playing all over the you know the field and 11 pressures on 27 pass rush snaps. That's bonkers. Like, that's, that's such crazy. a crazy percentage. <laughs> And then you look at it, I mean, just and, and that's just as a pass rusher where I still think they should use him even more than they do. I think they oh, probably yeah. had a lot more questions this year on the back end with all the injuries and guys shuffling in and out. Where yeah, they didn't, and they didn't really trust, trust anyone him. else to be uh, back there while he is rushing. So it's, it's a hard, hard decision to make. Yeah, and then when he was in coverage, he was just as good. I mean, a 71.9 passer rating allowed in 2021. He only allowed 60.3% of the targets that he had to be converted into completions, right? 60% completion percentage against him. That's pretty nuts as well. Only 312 yards that he gave up on 525 coverage snaps in 2021. So I think this was like a shaking off the rest year for Derwin James, and he was still maybe the best safety in the NFL, at least up there, playing with the elite of the elite when you look at that. But it's a great conversation, and I mean, it says a lot about the Chargers defense that the other nine guys couldn't do you know better than they did considering how good of a player you know both of these guys are but leave no you know mistake about it i mean this guy needs to get re-signed after this this season asap oh yeah i think tom twice said it would be the easiest decision that he makes during the offseason this year so that is something that has to happen right away and he 100 percent deserves it but well not only that not only his play on the field but he's an instrumental leader to this team yeah. he is the de facto leader of this team not just the defense of the Chargers. I mean, I think if we all saw that mic'd up, how everyone responds to him, how the coaches respond to him, he's that leader. He's that coach on the field. Everyone gravitates towards Derwin James. They do 100%. So let's get to the next Bolty Award here. And this time, we have the biggest surprise of the year. And I think this was a unanimous one for both of us, David. And it's Kazir White, who yeah. didn't come out of training camp with a starting linebacker job, ended up winning the job. Right, right when the season started, and never looked back. 140 tack, 44 tackles, eighth in the league. He had a sack, seven tackles for loss, two forced fumbles, two interceptions. Another guy who filled up the stat sheet and just gave the Chargers some consistency at linebacker that they just didn't have. So for a guy that we thought would be a great reserve piece, got his biggest opportunity and came through in a giant way in 2021. 
Yeah, he's definitely that that guy for me. Uh, Fifty three run stops. He led the Chargers, uh, which is crazy. Um, he was a force. I mean, yeah, he only had forty one in the previous three seasons that he had before this season. He had fifty three this year. Fifty three. He this played a year. lot last year with Drew Tranquil going out too. Yeah, yeah, he did. But I think this this is the year he was able to really put it all together. He was really able to um, sharpen up his uh, his pass pass uh, coverage snaps. I think there's still a little bit to be desired there, but as a run stuffer, he he really turned into that guy that the Chargers wanted him to be. They brought him in, a guy who was a former safety, converted him to linebacker. It took him a couple of years, I think, to get comfortable with that position and really, you know, understand the mental a- a- aspect of it. But he really broke out. You know, he really turned into his butterfly. This was his butterfly season for Kaiser White, and I think there's only great things to come for him. And I think I have an honorable mention here. Um, just as far as improvement, uh, it's it's Trey Pipkins. I mean, that's a big surprise for me. Just based off of what we saw earlier on in the year, how he was pretty much – you couldn't put him on the field. I mean, he just was not good, even, even in the preseason. To just see what those coaches have done with him and how far they have come – how far he has come with that coaching – you know, starting at left tackle, starting at right tackle, and then really not missing a beat on either side. You got to give a lot of credit to him and to the coaching staff for really turning around a prospect that I think we were both ready to move on from before the start of the season. Yeah, I mean, this is the highest Trey Pipkins stock has ever been as a Charger, right? I mean, he's just what we saw from him the two games he did play, one at right tackle when Storm Norton wasn't ready to come back, and one at left tackle filling in for Rashawn Slater. He looked good, like even even like above average, even you know what I mean. Like it wasn't just okay. Never ever able to say that before. Right. Huge shout out to Frank Smith. Did a great job with that offensive line. If we had a Coach of the Year Bolte Award, I think it would go to him because I think he did the best job out of all of the Chargers coaches. But with the biggest surprise, and Trey Pipkins was a big surprise. There also comes the biggest disappointment. So for me. The 2021 Biggest Disappointment Award goes to Kenneth Murray. And this is a little bit of, you know, self-owning here, David, just because I bought into the hype on Kenneth Murray, who wins the award this year, based on what we heard from the coaches, right? Getting downhill more, using all the athletic ability, which he still oozes, right? But when you just look at his overall season, he's slow to read and react. You know, a lot of tackles, six, seven, eight yards down the field. You saw him really get exposed in that last game by the Raiders. A passer rating allowed this season of 142.9. It doesn't get much worse than that. Like it literally, was it find Kenneth Murray and target him. 15 times he was targeted, gave up 14 receptions, 132 yards, and two touchdowns. He was horrible in coverage. And the biggest thing that stood out to me, Daniel, was the stark difference in tackles. He had over 100 tackles his rookie year. He had 29 tackles and he missed seven games this year. You got to hope that going into his third year and some improvements that the Chargers make around him, that we can really see that you know player we saw in his rookie year and then, of course, take a giant step up because even that guy that got a bunch of tackles his rookie year, they weren't really always the product of him in being in the best position to make the play. So Kenneth Murray, uh, going into his third year, he's got a lot of improvements that he needs to make. I think it's just tough, too, because like lost his starting job partially due to injury, but he wasn't playing well before that. And, I mean, talked about how many less tackles he had, and tackles aren't a good judgment of how good a player is because, like no. I said, you can make the tackle eight yards down the field, right? Sure. But he also missed 19.4% of those tackles, so he missed yeah. seven 
only made 29. That's really, really tough. And then you also saw him at edge rusher and saw that that's probably not going to be the thing either. And I don't even blame him for that. I mean, that's such a, you can't just come into the NFL and become an edge rusher. You know, there's no Micah Parsons out there outside of Micah Parsons. Like, right. He was a good blitzer in college and those things. And I don't think he put his best foot forward because we just talked about Kazir White. Kazir White had 12 pressures on 41 pass rushing snaps. Kenneth Murray had six pressures on 60 pass rushing snaps. So half as many, right? Because here I had 20, you know, double the amount of Kenneth Murray on only 67% of the pass rushing snaps. So that's just really tough. It didn't really look good as a blitzer, as an edge rusher, or as an off-ball linebacker. Now they're just sticking him off-ball linebacker. Well, the only way to go is up. But when someone is your breakout player of the year candidate, and then they turn into your biggest disappointment, obviously something went terribly wrong. And David's for anyone who doesn't remember, was Jerry Tillery. <laughs> <laughs> to get some of the heat off me, Davids was Jerry Tillery, who was also not good. Yeah, obviously, I also own, uh, yeah, he was nominated. That. He was he was on the the list of nominations. Oh, for know. sure. Yeah, and it I comes with expectations too, because like Storm Norton didn't play great, right? We didn't expect no. anything from Storm Norton, so right? Like, he wasn't supposed to be the starter. Yeah, expectations are a big part of it, and it just you thought that this, you know. Brandon Staley would find a better way to use Kenneth Murray, you know, than Gus Bradley did. And maybe he's just someone that never fit. It wasn't his draft pick. Obviously he didn't trade up in the first round to go get him, but to trade up in the first round, you know, to trade your third round pick to move back up into the first, it hurts, especially when the next pick was Josh Kelly. Right. So that's just one of those things where that draft class looks a lot worse because of that pick right now, unless they can salvage it. And obviously the Chargers will be much, much better if they can find a way to do that. But we still have some more awards, including which charge we'd want to have our back in a bar fight and which one would make the home the quickest on a reality TV show. And there's definitely a couple that fit in that category, as well as the best free agent and the rookie of the year coming up right after this. But first thing you tell you guys, the betonline.ag is the one place that you need to go with the playoffs going on right now and some huge games going on this weekend. I mean, Chiefs, Bills, Bucks, Rams, 49ers, Packers, so many big games this weekend. And then you have the championship weekend and the Super Bowl coming up. And the Super Bowl is the number one biggest day you have to bet on sports. The only place I go on Super Bowl Sunday is betonline.ag because they have the best tournaments going on, the best chances for you to take a little bit of money and win a lot. And with the new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website, you guys can sign up today and get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit with the promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, one word, for a 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag with the promo code LOCKEDON. Guys, I can't give you thing any I can't give you anything better than free money to bet with during the playoffs leading up to the Super Bowl. Make sure you guys sign up with betonline.ag before the Super Bowl so you can see all of the great offers that they have going on for the 2022 playoffs. It's wild. It's the wild wild west on betonline.ag. A lot of money to be won, but from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers that they have available right now at betonline where the game starts. All right, David, we have some more awards here, but I do want to give like kind of a joint award because <laughs> these two are very obvious. It's the Bolte Award for the best free agent signing and also the Bolte Award for the best rookie, the rookie of the year. And we know who those are. And those awards are given to Corey Lindsley as the best free agent of the 2021 season. Easily, he was great. And no the question. rookie of the year, unsurprisingly, was one of the best left tackles in the NFL. And Rashawn Slater both earned it, David. And I thought we could give them a little joint celebration, even though, you know, it's the answer everybody saw coming. Yeah, I mean, everybody knew, right? I mean, that's not a, a hard one to guess, but 
the numbers still, I think a couple of them just really blew my mind here. Corey Lindsley gave up zero sacks in 724 <laughs> pass blocking snaps. It's just unbelievably unreal. That's zero, okay? Zero. Mm-hmm. And then Rashawn Slater, the rookie, <laughs> allowed a pressure every 28.92 pass blocking snaps. Four sacks on the year. That's one sack every one. 188 pass blocking snaps. It's just unbelievable. That's unreal. Like that, you don't see that out of a rookie tackle. You don't see that out of a veteran tackle. <laughs> like you just don't see that period. So just, just to get that level of play and to have both of these guys be on your offensive line at the same time, and they both get all pro nods. This was a special turnaround for the Chargers. They finally invested in the offensive line and it really, really bare fruit. The fact that the Chargers, you know, have two of the best 10 offensive linemen in the league right now, if you're looking at it based on all pro voting, right? That's wild. Two-fifths, 40% of your offensive line is all pro. (laughs) Like, that's crazy considering where they were. And I don't like slandering the players, right, for no reason. I don't like, you know, dragging people's names through the mud. But, like, last year the Chargers center was Dan Feeney, right? Last year the Chargers left tackle was Sam Tevy. Like these were, you know, two of the biggest, you know, struggling offensive linemen that we've seen from the Chargers in recent memory. And both of them were on the same line for Justin Herbert, his rookie season. And now two fifths of your offensive line are all pro. Like that's just bananas. And I mean, it speaks to how good of a job that Tom Tuesco did credit where credit is due and rebuilding that offensive line as much as you can in one off season. Cause obviously he has to take the blame for letting it get to where it got as well and the other draft picks not working out like the Dan Feeney's and Forrest Lamps and Chris Watts and so on and so forth. But time to get into some fun awards, Dave. And we definitely wanted to keep things light because we knew there was going to be some obvious ones. We all know Justin Herbert's the MVP. You know, we know that one of Derwin or Joey is going to be the defensive player of the year. But do you know which charger wins the award for the charger you'd most want to have your back in a bar fight? So for me, David, the 2021 award for player you'd most you know like to have your back in a bar fight goes to Matt Filer. <laughs> for me, I mean, it's it's pretty easy. Like Matt Filer looks like he could step in and be a bouncer at any Los Angeles nightclub tomorrow. Oh, It'd yeah. be a pretty you know pretty steep pay cut, I would say, from what he's making right now. But like he just looks like that dude that you're not going to mess with at the bar. The guy that you know. You might have to walk away from even if he's talking smack to you just because you're like, I don't want those problems. Six foot six, 330 pounds, giant beard, looks like a mean dude, even though he doesn't seem to be. But for me, that's a pretty easy one, David. I'm going Matt Filer. Yeah, corn fed dude that you just don't want any part of. I mean, a guy who looks like he can rip your face off and, and really have no problems. The guy I'm picking, I love that pick, and he was definitely one of them. But I'm going to go a guy who's on the other side of the line, a mountain of a man, and that's Linval Joseph. <laughs> I think Linval Joseph is a dude that if that guy's walking around with you, ain't nobody going to want to have a problem with Linval Joseph. That guy will break you in half, and it will be nothing to him. He has superhuman strength. He takes on double teams and eats them for lunch. The guy is an animal. I don't think anyone wants any part of Linval Joseph. I mean, the sheer girth of Limbaugh Joseph is wild, right? Like, he's just such a broad body house dude. Like, he's just, you know, so big that it's it's intimidating. So, I mean, that those are two good guys. I mean, maybe, like, trying to think of, like, an off-the-wall one that just, like, seems like a crazy dude. Like, 
Derwin James like seems like he's kind of crazy, you know, but like he's also so fun loving, so it's hard to like see him in that light. And we just ended up going with like two of the biggest dudes on the team. I mean, I don't know. Kenneth Murray kind of seems like a guy who's just you know like chiseled out of granite, like just a, super a serious all the time. Yeah, yeah he always giant. looks super serious. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's not a bad pick at all. But this was one that was actually a, an award that was proposed by my fiance, which is a little ironic. But it, she was, I, was, I was talking to her about the show today for the Bolte Awards in this edition. So we're rolling out the first ever Bolte Award for the charger that belongs most on a reality TV show. And I know me and David talked about it before the show. We both realized that we had been hiding from each other, that we've gotten dragged into watching many a reality TV show from our significant other, his wife. Been married a long time. <laughs> My fiance. I mean, whether, you know, The Bachelor, Are You the One, Love Island. You know, so many to choose from the challenge, even like there's so many big brothers, another one. But there's a few chargers that make this list. The first one, though, that popped into my mind, Dave, and we can have a conversation here was Keenan Allen. And like, oh, yeah, I think it's like his efficiency on camera. Like he always has the right thing to say. I think back to the Justin Herbert golf tournament, right, where he sees the Oregon duck and he's a cow bear. So he goes and yells at the duck and it's all bears over here, you know, doing Go that bears. whole thing. Go bears. Yeah, it was. <laughs> and he just always seems to have something right. Like always, He's always got the right that flavor, there. man. You, you said there was a reality show that you thought he would win, though, for sure. Oh, my goodness. If Keenan Allen was on Dancing with the Stars with that footwork, with that creativity, with his craftiness, <laughs> no way. I mean, just shut it down. Just give him the award now. There's no way that that dude that's that smooth would not win that award. I can see him on Dancing with the Stars holding up that trophy and winning that show, no problem. Yeah, and like – I think Austin Eckler reminds me of like a reality TV show guy too, just because he has that same vibe of like the always positive, super energetic. You think of him on a show like, you know, the challenge or something like anything physical plus the political side. Like you just feel like you'd befriend everyone. Yeah. He's got the social game and obviously he's ripped and he's an absolute ant monster. You don't want to see him in a hall brawl, you know, (laughs) but yeah, (laughs) I think ugly. He, he's especially with his like online kind of persona that he already oh, yeah. has as well. Like I, I think he would crush it on reality TV. My dark horse though, the guy that just seems like he pulled them straight off a reality show. And like, yeah, I feel like we'll see him on love Island in like four years is Josh Kelly. Oh, yeah, he's, he, I, I told you I had a low key one before with the that show, big but smile, like, man. Oh yeah. my God. Like the dude literally seems fake. Like and I, that sounds mean, like seems fake, but like, yeah, He's almost like a cartoon version of himself because he's so positive. He's always smiling. He's always like just seems so happy and is just like, you know, exuberant and all that energy that he gives off. I mean, he's definitely a guy I could see pulled off a reality show. I could see Braden Fehoko too, just if we're going to throw names out there. I mean, if you see the, he's great. this dude's Twitter account, he's always tweeting out all kinds of stuff. He just seems like a, a really down to earth dude, but he also seems like a very creative personality. I could definitely see on a reality TV show. Yeah. I mean, Michael Davis, for some reason, kind of, you know, to me, just with how he reacts to like Megan and the social media team Oh yeah, and all that. And I mean, I'm glad the Chargers recognizes the best NFL social media team. Congrats to them. They get our bolty award for the best social media team out there in 2021. But the 2021 award for, best twitter fan base goes to you guys and goes to charger fans because there's so many people out there just you know talking about charger fans and the lack of you know lack thereof of charger fans but the one thing is it's inspiring to see you know karen love sports and all these people out here that are just constantly retweeting things 
and posting things and making yeah, pretty Jen much Mills. Jen yeah, Mills I mean, deserves you know, fan awesome of the year, Jen Mills, yeah. to you, you know. Right. But, Excuse <laughs> me. Yeah, no, I Man. mean they and then the thing is is it's like you really see their presence. And obviously we're in an echo chamber of Chargers social media. Sure, but, but I mean, any fan voted on award that's been put out there, it gets and if a charger is on the ballot. Just just go ahead and forget about it because they're going to win the award and that's the end of it. I think the yeah. there's Justin Herbert that's on the FedEx uh, Air of you know Player of the Year award this year. Guess what? He's going to win it. So the other guys don't have a chance because the Chargers fans, especially when it comes to those fan voted on polls, we dominate. Yeah, and like I just I feel like I see him in all the comment sections sticking out for the Chargers and their fan base all over Twitter. So I think they really are one of the best Twitter fan bases out there, and we love interacting with you guys on there, right? And I'm, you can see our Twitter handles on YouTube. You find me on Twitter at Dan Talk Sports, David Drugmeyer on Twitter at Joe Talk SD, and we just let you know we post the show there every day. But we just like being on there and in that environment. Yeah, it does get a little toxic after losses, but you can also tell just how passionate this fan base is, you know. And I just think it's crazy, like. Last year became the Justin Herbert, you know, Pepsi Player of the Week award, basically, because yeah. he just won it every week. One offensive rookie of the year. And, like, goddamn, Rashawn Slater might win it this year, and he's not even nominated for it just because people are out there just posting his name and what you would have to do to get the votes, even though he's not one of the players to choose from. So I know this seems like a, you know, kind of kiss assy segment, but I truly think that Chargers Twitter and Chargers fans on social media really you know, are underrated, underappreciated for sure. Because I, well, and we appreciate all, all the love too, because we, our show wouldn't be where it is without all of the support that we get from you guys too. So we definitely appreciate you. David's out here getting mushy, but even, ah. even on YouTube, like, I mean, I think that's brought us a new segment of fans and we really enjoyed all the comments and stuff on there. You guys can get crazy at times for sure, but you know, it happens. We, we, we appreciate and accept all of you. And uh, we get a little bit crazy sometimes ourselves, but that is going to wrap up the 2021 Bolte Awards. My Bolte Award for best name of awards goes to the 2021 Bolte Awards, fourth annual. But that is going to wrap <laughs> things up for today. If you guys want to get some voicemails, I'm thinking about doing voicemails on tomorrow's show. So if you want to get in on that action, call into 323-524-7924. We have a few already, but we definitely use them. If you get it in tonight, you keep it short, you're probably getting on tomorrow's show. But that is going to do it for us today. If you guys want to make sure you never miss a show, make sure to subscribe to the Locked On Chargers YouTube channel and also follow the show for free on all platforms wherever you get your podcast from. The Locked On Podcast Network also has a show going to Super Bowl week and it will be on Super Bowl Row, the Peacock and Williamson show. So if you guys want to keep up with the latest on the big game coming up, we have a couple of guys who do a really, maybe the best NFL show out there right now, the Peacock and Williamson show covering everything throughout the league. So make sure you guys check out that out. But you can also find us on Twitter, as I said, at LockedOnLAC for the show account. I gave you guys our Twitter handles, but you can also find us on Instagram at LockedOnChargers or LockedOnChargers Facebook page as well. We post the show to all those places every day. So if you ever don't see it pop up in the normal spot, you can find it on our social media and you will find a link for it. But that's going to do it for today. Thank you guys for welcoming in the 2021 Bolty Awards and being here with us for that. Next year, I'll have a tuxedo. But until then, take it easy and go Bolts.